Welcome to Wiki Bros. I'm Justin. This is Kyle. And this is a show with a couple of guys exploring various Wikipedia articles. All right, Justin. You've been married for quite a while. Yes. How, how long exactly? 18 years. That's good. That's good. Um, when's your wedding anniversary? It's coming up here soon. It's, it's October 9th. It's good you know that. I know all dates. You, you, you should. It keeps you healthy. That, that's, that's why you've lasted 18 years. Uh, so... I would assume at this point that Billy pretty much does all decorating in your house. That's fair assessment. Yeah. Um, you think she'd be interested in any uh, skin-covered chairs? Like leather? I mean, kind of. More, more along like the human skin kind. No. No? No. Oh. I mean, it's really high quality. I'm sure it probably it's, could it's, be, it's, but... It's, it's, it's high price too. I, I mean, bet it is. Well, I'm, I'm just saying it's really sought after in some countries, mostly no, cannibal, no, cannibalistic no, countries. No, no. Well, anyway, today we're gonna let our listeners um, learn a little bit about uh, a killer by the name of uh, Edward Gain, um, also known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. And I'll let you get into it. All right. Uh, Ed Gain was a murderer and body snatcher. His crimes committed around his hometown of Plainfield, Wisconsin, gathered widespread notoriety in 1957 after authorities discovered he had exhumed corpses from local graveyards and fashioned trophies and keepsakes keepsakes from their bones and skin. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's in Wisconsin. What else was there to do? I mean, Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, but if you live there, like, eventually it's going to get boring, right? (laughs) So why not skin some people? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Gain also confessed to killing two women, a tavern owner Mary Hogan in 1954 and hardware store owner Bernice Warden in 1957. Gain was initially found unfit to stand trial and confined to a mental health facility. By 1968, he was judged competent to stand trial and he was found guilty of the murder of Warden. But... He was found legally insane and was remanded to a psychiatric institution. He died at Mendota Mental Health Institution of Respiratory Failure on July 26, 1984 at 77 years old. He's buried next to his family in Plainfield Cemetery in a now unmarked grave. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So. I'm guessing he, he, he played crazy. Well. Pretty much, I mean, I mean, if you're robbing graves for their body parts, you're crazy, right? I mean, if any any killer has ever really qualified as being labeled insane, I would think this man would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. It says, uh, Gain was born in La Crosse County, Wisconsin on August 27, 1906. He's the second of two boys of George and Augusta Gain, and he had an elder brother named Henry. Now, Augusta, this chick, the mom, man, she's, she's something special, all right? Says she was fervently religious and nominally Lutheran. She preached to her sons about the immorality of the world, the evil of drinking, and her belief that all women, apart from herself, were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. Mm. Says she reserved time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, usually selecting verses from the Old Testament and Book of Revelation concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. She hated her husband. She sounds fun. (laughs) Yes. Because her husband was an alcoholic, and what do we know about drinking? It's evil. Right? Yes. All right. Evil. Plus, her husband was apparently unable to keep a job. He worked at various times as a carpenter, tanner, and insurance salesman. George owned a local grocery shop for a few years but sold the business, and the family left the city to live in isolation on a 155-acre farm in the town of Plainfield. Now, Augusta took advantage of the farm's isolation by turning away outsiders who could have influenced her sons, and... Gain left the farm only to attend school. Outside of school, Gain spent most of his time doing chores on the farm. Now, when he was in school, Gain was shy. Okay? 
Classmates and teachers remembered him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter, as if he were laughing at his own personal jokes. And to make matters worse, Augusta punished him whenever he tried to make friends. Oh, I'm sure that was helpful. Mm, yeah. So, despite his poor social development, Gain did fairly well in school academically, particularly in reading. Now, on April 1st, 1940, Ed Gain's father, George, died of heart failure caused by his alcoholism at age 66. Henry and Ed began doing odd jobs around town to help cover living expenses, and the brothers were generally considered reliable and honest residents of the community. While both worked as handymen, Ed also frequently babysat for neighbors. He enjoyed babysitting. That's concerning. I mean, is it because he's a guy? Is that what makes it concerning? I mean, in those times, I would think that would be kind of odd. It's probably. I mean, that you, you, wasn't a common thing. I would No, I wouldn't think at, so. At this time frame. And then, you know, you add that with the, uh, what we know about his future. It's yeah. a little scary. Yeah, he's a, he's a crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> but it says he seemed to relate more easily to children than adults. And that's, I mean, you know, that might just be because he's, you know, he had the horrible childhood getting made fun of in school, right? Well, I mean, a lot of that's probably, you know, social development, too. You know, he, uh, mother sheltered him, wouldn't let him have any friends. So, right. of course, he, he probably never de- developed socially, which is, you right. know, was a cause of a lot of his awkwardness to begin with. Yep. Uh, says his brother Henry began dating a divorced mother of two and planned to move in with her. He worried about his brother's attachment to their mother, which is understandable. Um, and often he spoke ill of her around Ed, who responded with shock and hurt. On May 16th, 1945, or sorry, 1944, Henry and Ed were burning away marsh vegetation on the property. The fire got out of control, drawing the attention of the local fire department. But by the end of the day, the fire having been extinguished and the firefighters gone, Ed reported his brother missing. Didn't occur to him any other time, apparently, just now, you know. But it says, with lanterns and flashlights, a search party searched for Henry, whose dead body was found lying face down. Apparently, he had been dead for some time, and it appeared that the cause of death was heart failure, since he had not been burned or injured otherwise. At all? No. Nothing suspicious at all? Nothing. Hmm. So, and I suppose they are figuring heart failure because of the father, you know, having it. They're thinking it's running in the family. I mean, it would make sense if his brother was as heavy of a drinker as he was. But How old was his brother at this time, though? Uh, it was 1944. Um, and they were born on around early 19... I mean, he'd be... In his 30s, 30s? I, guess. I mean, yeah. that's way too early to have heart failure. I mean, even given in this time, I guess it's still possible, but... I mean, this wasn't like it. this was like 1802. <laughs> it wasn't that long No, ago. but I'm saying, you know, the... I mean, even if it was just like a, a heart uh, defect or something to that extent, like, they didn't have the technology at that time, probably, to really dive into it. Yeah, possibly. Uh, it was later reported by biographer Harold Schechter... That Henry had bruises on his head. So that's interesting. Um, How'd so, they miss that one? Who knows, man? I don't think they even tried. Cops walk up and they're just like, yep, heart attack. Yeah, and honestly, had they done their due diligence here, I mean, possibly this could have saved the lives of a couple people. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. But they, we don't know for sure that he killed his brother. Positive. But he probably killed his brother. <laughs> says uh, the police dismissed the possibility of foul play, and the county coroner later officially listed asphyxiation as the cause of death. I mean, mm. couldn't you still say he was smothered to death or choked? Yeah, I mean, who knows? says the authorities accepted the accident theory, but no official investigation was conducted, and an autopsy was not performed. So the county coroner just says, oh, it's asphyxiation, and but they don't, they don't tried doing any sort of autopsy to, you know, see what his lungs look like, maybe nothing. No. 
Yeah, I mean, how else would they determine that it no, wasn't, it wasn't be, related to the fire? No, they just say asphyxiation. I mean, they guessed heart attack to begin with, so. That's a good point. <laughs> no, well, also, uh, his mom was still around at this point in time, right? Yeah, so now it's just, it's just Ed Gain and his mother. They're the only ones left. Uh, and after this, though, Augusta had a paralyzing stroke. And oh. yeah, so now Gain devotes himself to taking care of her. Because he's a mama's boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should take care of your mom. Well, always, always. But, well, not always. <laughs> I mean, you should always, not, take care, always take care of your mom. I'm not taking care of my mom. <laughs> right? So, not always. Fair enough. All right. So, it says, sometime in 1945, Gain later recounted he and his mother visited a man named Smith who lived nearby to purchase some straw. According to Gain, Augusta witnessed Smith be beating a dog. A woman inside the Smith home came outside and yelled for him to stop, but Smith beat the dog to death. Now, Augusta was extremely upset by this scene. I mean, couldn't you imagine? You're, you're, right, you're at this guy's house and you're witnessing him beating a dog to death. Of course you're going to be a little upset by it, right? I thought she was paralyzed. Uh, well, yes, but... That's true. She was, but I think that... You know, I think I, don't, I think that she could probably still get her along. I don't think she's, like, completely paralyzed, right? Probably, like, a left side paralysis or something, right? Yeah, I guess they, they don't specify. They're just a no, per, could, per she, paralyzing stroke, right. so it could even just be facial. But back to this beating of the dog. So Smith was beating the dog? Smith was beating the dog. This was the neighbor, right? This is the neighbor. Hmm. Augusta sees it. She's upset. But it turns out... She wasn't upset by him beating the dog at all. <laughs> she was rather upset because of the presence of the woman. <laughs> Says Augusta told Ed that the woman was not married to Smith and so had no business being there and angrily called her Smith's harlot. That's, that's a word we need to bring back. You don't, you don't hear that. It's like a fancier, <clears throat> you know, a fancier word. It, it is. I mean, now you're just like, well, you're like, that's Smith's hoe. Yeah. See? Like if I called Har- you a, if I called you a harlot versus a, a hoe, like I would, you wouldn't be as offended, right? I I don't think I would be as offended. I think I would like if I said Justin, I would feel ju- kind ju- of fancy. Like, like Justin, you're promiscuous versus you're kind of a slut. It's like yeah, I guess so. Like it's, I it's, could, it's it's yeah. you know it's more appropriate way to address the situation. I like it. So we're gonna start saying harlot more harlot. often. Okay, if you can fit that in going forward, I appreciate. It. All right, I'll work on it. Uh, now, Augusta had a second stroke soon after, and her health deteriorated rapidly. She died on December 29th, 1945, at the age of 67. Mm. Ed was devastated by her death. In the words of author Harold Schechter, he had lost his only friend and one true love, and he was absolutely alone in the world. That's a, that's a little creepy. Well, it is his only friend, right? I mean... He was sheltered. Uh, yeah, I mean, she kind of she kind of bred this into him. Yeah. So, basically, Augusta is responsible for these deaths, too. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely gave him some childhood trauma. But now he's alone. He's got to, you know, he's got to, you know, continue. You know, he was working, I guess, um, outside of the farm. I, f- I found it er- uh, funny earlier, and we'll, we'll get to this later on when it comes to the... Um, furniture um how his father's profession of tanner i know will, will come right? to play. i didn't I, even catch that yes, before I, but it was like it's very interesting that his, right. it's actually a profession so he was actually yes. trained in this he, so he basically probably like you would do with your sons you train them a little bit and stuff that you're See, interested in or stuff yeah. that you do right yeah but so it, this is really high quality leather <laughs> I, i'm telling you we're gonna sell this to billy gotta try it Good luck. Said uh, Gain held on to the farm and earned money from odd jobs. He boarded up rooms used by his mother, including the upstairs, downstairs, parlor, and living room, leaving them untouched. And I found some pictures on this. So if, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, if, you, uh, if you go to the website, wikibros.com, go down, find this episode, and there's some pictures on there. And you, you got to check this out. I mean, 
he basically her her room is just pristine it's it really looks good you know and the rest of the house i mean it's it's a trash pit he just wall off her section and keep it clean basically yeah yeah and then just you know lived in filth you know in in a couple rooms right he only used a couple rooms in fact it says while the rest of the house became increasingly squalid these rooms remained pristine nice word what exactly does squalid mean dirty filthy gross i mean it means i i assume that but just wanted to clarify means teenager bedroom oh hmm. hmm you have any teenagers that do that couple <laughs> clean your room kids yeah that that works <laughs> says, uh, Gain lived thereafter in a small room next to the kitchen. Around this time, he became interested in reading pulp magazines and adventure stories, particularly those involving cannibals or Nazi atrocities. Now, we've looked up pulp, pulp magazines pulp before. Ma- yeah, and I, I don't really remember. What, what was pulp magazine? I know it's not orange juice magazines or anything. <laughs> I, I really I don't remember. What, what was that? Uh, it was like a like a cheap, wasn't it the material that they printed them on? Yeah, it had to do with the quality of the magazine. So they were cheap, so yeah. like the poor kids could get those Pretty while much. the rich it was kids like a, got It was like a throwaway magazine. Well, I mean, all magazines are throwaway, but it was like the cheapest they could print it on. Right. So it says Gain was a handyman and received a farm subsidy from the federal government starting in 1951. He occasionally worked for local municipal road crew and crop threshing crews in the area. Sometime between 1946 and 1956, he also sold an 80-acre parcel of land that his brother Henry had owned. So why not? Kill your brother, take his land. Or if your brother dies was of asphyxiation. accidental. Then you... Yeah, okay, let's, let's be honest. He hit him in the head and let the fire smother yeah. him is yeah. what happened. And since nobody performs autopsies, you know, in the 1950s. So much easier to get away with murder back then. Gosh dang it. You know why? Because they didn't have cell phones. Cell phones. That's the cell phones. Gosh, dang it. They, they just send you to jail every time. I know. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we didn't have cell phones when we were kids. Not that I would have gone to jail. But, I mean, I don't, I don't want my whole life being recorded. Yeah. I mean, tra- yeah. It's, it's, it's insane, the level of tracking that they have on everything now. I mean, you can't even go to the grocery store without getting recorded. Right. Right. Of course, now I'm seeing all the time where people are going into stores, and even though they're being recorded, they're just walking out of stores with stuff in their hand. They don't, they don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit about anything. No. It's crazy. You Have know you what, seen these but, videos? But you know why? It's because of the self-checkouts, okay? Well, Nobody gives a shit about the self-checkouts, Justin. It, well, it, Walmart does. Walmart checks your receipt after you leave. Not anymore. When's the last time you've been checked? I checked. Do you know I how many times? two days ago. Really? Yes. Do you know how many times I've walked in there and walked out without being checked? Oh. With a whole cart full of stuff before. Yeah. And the more you have, the less they check. Oh, I, well, I mean, that's, that's how this worked. I, I had a cart full and nothing. You know, it was like cases of pop and uh, random, like, like the little kids' uh, baseball bats, like the plastic wiffle ball bats. Yeah, yeah. I had a few of those in there and some basketballs and stuff like this, right? So nothing was put into bags at all. And I'm walking out, and she's, you know, standing there at the door. I see her looking at me, so I just pull out the receipt, you know, and she grabs the receipt out of my hand and goes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they don't she verify didn't, anything. She didn't look at it. Well, anything. and I mean, you know, you're getting paid $10 an hour, so they don't care. I don't know. They might be getting a pretty decent wage anymore. 11 Well, I at that one, I mean, they've got to be, that one's in, uh, that Walmart's in Illinois. I think their minimum wage is almost $13 an hour now, right? Yeah, yeah probably, possibly. Right, so. I mean, still. I, I mean, at that point, like, those people see so many people a day, they don't care. Yeah, it's you know. They're doing but the, the the problem I have is that all these people are just walking out of the stores, like just straight up robbing them, not even attempting to go through a self checkout. They just walk oh. in, they grab shit, just they walk throw straight it out the door. Back. Yeah, and they're just walking out. And then the you know <laughs> the people in the store are just letting it happen. The level of commitment, Dude. like 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 you have to have such a belief in what you're doing to just walk into the well, store. Nobody's stopping it. I, I know, but who's gonna question it, right? Because like you know they don't have security. Well, they the ninety year old lady checking your receipt at yes, the door, you know, and that might be the security that they have. And the you, know, you, give, you give that you give that lady a taser, less people are going to walk out that door. I, yeah, want, I, I want a taser happy. Granny. I agree. I agree. Just tase them, <laughs> but everyone's afraid. They don't want they don't want to tase anybody and get sued by them. Well, my granny's got you know Illinois. Uh, granny's got to get a Foyd card for the taser. 
You know, do they come, really have to have? Yeah, a FOID you do. Card it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I'm sorry, we've gotten so far off topic here, but like, you actually have to have a FOID card in Illinois to get a taser. You I, need to move back onto the good side of the state line. You tell me about it. Okay. So anyway, back to Ed Gain. Yeah. Says. Uh, <laughs> On the morning of November 16th, 1957, Plainfield hardware store owner Bernice Warden disappeared. Uh, Probably because she didn't have a taser. Yeah. Do you have any problems tasers would would solve? Yes. A Plainfield resident reported that the hardware store's truck had been driven out from the rear of the building at around 9.30 a.m., Hardware store saw few customers the entire day, with some area residents believing this was because it was deer hunting season, right? Nobody's around, they're out hunting. Says uh, Bernice Warden's son, which was Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, he entered the store around 5 p.m. to find the store's cash register open and bloodstains on the floor. Now, I just want to point something out yes. uh, with, with Mr. Warden here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, oh, wait, no, this is, this is the, the, sorry. Yes, please enlighten us. Okay, so what about the Frank Warden? The store owner is Bernice Warden. Yes, and the deputy is Frank Warden. Okay, Correct. just wanted to clarify that. Um, Frank Warden later on, and also turns out to be is the, it the the fire marshal, fire chief, and that's which I'm assuming is doing. He's doing double duty because he's probably the only no, person in I, town. I didn't. I'm not even including that because I'm saying there's no way somebody messed up. See, it's got to be a Wikipedia area. Yeah, because I, I can't find any other information on Frank Warden being any part of the fire service. Okay. So, maybe a follow up just on Frank Warden. Yeah, I, I want to know more about you. Frank. I don't think that's going to be a very good episode. No. <laughs> no, he just wanted in here twice. His family lied. <laughs> Says uh, Frank Warden told investigators that on the evening before his mother's disappearance, Gain had been in the store and he was to have returned the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. Sales slip for the gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by Warden on the morning she disappeared. On the evening of the same day, Gain was arrested at a grocery store and the county sheriff's department searched the Gain farm. So as the county sheriff's deputy discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed on Gaines' property, hung upside down by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. Hmm. The torso was dressed out like a deer. She had been shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle, and the mutilations were made after her death. So, there's that. It was not an accidental deer shooting. No, that was a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Searching the house, this is what authorities found. Now, stay with me here. This guy is a fucking, I mean, he's, he's out there. Now, now, let's just make this clear. He did all this prior yeah, to killing right, her. Right, because they got him. The this is just day. what they found after the fact yep. of him immediately killing her. Yep. So, when they searched, they found whole human bones and fragments a wastebasket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats. See? See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just don't, I don't see no. Billy going for it. it it's, it's probably the, uh, the hair that would be a little creepy. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, my guess is he's probably got that taken care of. That's no, he my did ta- guess. Uh, he was, you know, yeah, he's dad tan- was a professional tanner, yeah, right? Yeah. He's probably got it all yeah, laid down, I th- I think shaved. It's, yeah, I think it's all shaved. It's going to be nice, smooth skin on your yeah, chair. It's true. It seems like he's got a thing for women hair or women's skin anyway. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's something. He's got a weird fascination with his mom. So uh also they found skulls on his bedposts. Oh. Female skulls, some with the top sawn off. I suppose those could be the same skulls that were on his bedpost, who knows? It says bowls made from human skulls. Which would be the tops of the heads that he sawed off. Oh, that could I see I pictured it being the other way around. No, like he he just flipped them. That's a good point. So like he's, getting, he's getting double usage out of Multi-purpose skulls. Oh, man, what a good guy. You know, looking out for the <laughs> he's, environment. He's not wasting anything. He's not. Man, I, I, I changed my opinion on and this And these guy. were all previously deceased corpses. Right. I and mean, they weren't like live people he was killing and then doing this too, correct? Right. I mean, he, was, he was robbing the graves um, shortly after their, you know, their death, and he was getting this. Now, obviously... Not, some, not that that makes that any less creepy. No, uh, but... He's getting some of it, right, from the people he just killed. I mean, for sure, we know Warden 
Um, and then he admitted later to killing Mary Hogan, right? And yeah. so this is this is interesting too. You know that these were women corpses that he was digging up because this you know continued the yeah. ha- the hatred for women that his mom instilled in him. I you know I I, I wonder if it's that or. If instead it's actually just because he's trying to get back to having stuff relating to his mother. Possibly. You know. I mean, why wouldn't he have just dug her up? Well, I think the reason he didn't do that is because nothing, like, really flipped in his brain until after she was dead. And that, you know, before she was... Well, we think. I mean, if he killed his brother, that would have been prior. (sighs) So he clearly wasn't all there. I mean, I know we can't prove that, but, you know... right. But I think as far as the, um, you know, it, it, if, he, if he killed his brother, he just killed him. Right. But he didn't get freaky. Well, you know what? Till later. If he was as obsessed with his mom as, as we think, he could have killed his brother based off of his comments that he made towards his mother. Oh, that could have been too. Which would have made a lot I of sense. I didn't think about that. Because he made a lot of negative comments towards her. Yeah. Yeah, that very well could be. I like that. That's probably what happened. We're just going to call that fact. Yeah. He killed his brother. Hey, hey, we can edit Wikipedia right now. Do it. Don't do it. No, it's terrible. But anyway. I mean, he, he, hey, who, he's dead. What do we he, care? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can it really make this story any worse? Okay, you, you, you killed women. You robbed graves. You made skin suits. Um, you killed your brother, too. Oh, no, nobody's going to blink an eye at that. Yeah. Let's, at let's just leave it the way it is. All right. Fine. <laughs> so, also... Uh, besides the bowls made from human skulls, they found a corset made from a female torso skinned from shoulders to waist. Interesting. Leggings made from human leg skin. Was he wearing this? So, yes. So he, he was trying to make a woman's suit. He was trying to make a mom suit. Okay, so, funny story. Well, not funny, but hmm. related story. The You ever seen the movie Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, years ago. Buffalo Bill in that movie was obsessed with creating a human skin suit and, by kidnapping women. Right. And, and he was trying to do, he was, you know, transgender, trying to, you know, convert himself, basically. Um, I, but he was inspired by this real-life person. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. I, I, I barely remember, remember that. He puts movie, the lotion on its skin. I like he puts the girl in, in, in down on the hole, and starts throwing like splashing with water, and he's like he he rolls it. He th- puts the lotion on its skin. Don't, you don't remember the movie? Okay, it was a terrible, terrible. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> what the YouTube it, man. Like put, uh, put, put the video clip I'll up. Just, I'll just no, okay. No, no. We're gonna put. We are gonna put the clip up on the website. The website. All so right. I don't look like a moron. All I mean, right. more than I already am for making yes. that. Uh, well, how did it go again? I can't. I can't. Okay. So he puts the lotion on its skin. He says something else after that, but I don't remember what it is. Hmm. Just continue. Okay. Moving on. So uh, he made uh, masks from the skin of female heads. Hmm. Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Apparently, she wasn't good enough to be on his uh, yeah. post. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack, which, I mean, at this point, he just killed her, right? She's, I mean, this is the same day that they found all this stuff, so. It's amazing that they caught him this early, because how many more people would he have murdered had this continued? Uh, Which, which just like, well, you know, we talked about, this technically doesn't make him an official serial, serial killer. Right, yeah, I think the, I think the number you, I, you can't just kill two people. It's got to be three or four people to be considered a serial killer. You know how terrible that is to, to, to have that as public knowledge, though? How because so? if you're a murderer mm-hmm. and you're like, I want to be a serial killer, they're already crazy, right? And then they find out that the number is like four or five. They're like, I've only killed two people. I, I, I'd go kill a couple more to yeah, and I make think, sure I'm on the list. I mean, probably. I mean, it's the same thing we got going on now with people, you know, doing these mass shootings and stuff. They're, it's, all, yeah. it's all about attention. No, absolutely. This guy, I don't think, wanted attention, though. He just wanted He was his just mother. crazy. Yeah. He was crazy. Uh, said, uh, also, they found Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gaines' potbelly stove. Nine, Volve in a shoebox. Yeah. 
says a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. Now, see, I wonder if they, I mean, they stated that a lot of these, uh, could, could they determine the age of some of this, depending on whether or not these were people he murdered or vis- versus that these were well, people he dug up? So I think what happens is that he, during investigation, he tells them about the graves and everything, and okay. they, they went back um, not believing that he could have actually done this in a night, you know, because he's, he's not like a... He, well, there's no way. He, you, you couldn't dig up ten different people. No, 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 not in a single night. One grave in one night. Well, he, yeah. You know, he's, he's kind of a fragile-looking individual. And they think, you know, he's getting kind of older. There's no way he's digging up an entire grave by himself at night. Well, not only right? that, you got to dig then, it up, fill it back in. Yeah, absolutely. But they checked on it, and so and they did like a little sampling, and I think it was three graves, three of the graves that he um, talked about. They dug them up, and and it's the case. So he did it. Wow. Right? But uh, uh, Harris says uh, they also found a young girl's dress, and the and the oh, I already said that right. The vulvas of two yep. females, right? Um, here we go. A belt made from female human nipples. I mean, the elasticity would be good, I guess. I don't know. I mean, is it just... How dec- would you even keep that together? I, I, it's got to be just, like, decoration. Like like, right? a, like a regular I mean, leather it's belt? It's got to be a leather like, belt with, with like, like, super glue. rhinestones. The... Nipple rhinestones yes. all around the belt. Yes. And, that's that's weird. Yeah, and they're... I mean, they got to be all different size nipples, right? Well, yeah. Have, like, you got some real little tiny nipples, and then you got the big old nipples, you know? <laughs> I'm going to keep any comments uh, to myself well, on this okay. one. <laughs> just saying, it's just a weird thing to decorate a belt with. I mean, I guess he could have used fingernails. Yeah, I Maybe. mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess if whatever. You're that much You know what? We, 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 we can't stifle his creativity here, right. so let him continue. So they also found four noses, hmm. a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. That's supposed to be like a handle? Like uh, a I little... suppose so, yeah. Yeah, that's the way I picture it. Hmm. Says a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. That's yeah. And then, yeah. Imagine that, like when the light, obviously because the holes, right? right? Like the light's gonna project their face to the wall. Yes, that's awesome. I wonder if that That was part of his plan. That's the only way that would work, right? Because like the eyes and nose. No, I don't think so. I I don't think I think you're still gonna have skin. Or skin, you're still going to have uh, light going through the rest of the lampshade, just like you would. But a not to that shade. extent. Yeah. Like you're going to have holes. Yeah. Like it's clearly going to. Yeah. It's like blotted out. I think he should have. I think he should have like really taken care of the rest of the skin on that. Maybe he did. Maybe it is. So that's all the light that goes through. Everything else is blacked out, and then it's just the openings for the mouth and the nose and the eyes. He know he's creative. Yeah, I'll uh, give him that. And the last thing they found were fingernails from female fingers. How do you tell if a fingernail is a male finger or a female finger? I mean, yeah, that would be a difficult... I mean, generally, guys have bigger fingers, I guess, but I mean, I've, it's, I've seen it both ways, too. Can you really tell the nipple from a male or female apart? Because his belt was made from female human nipples. Or, possibly, possibly it's just because all the graves that he robbed or there were, women. were females. Yeah. And so he's, they're just he's, assuming... He's, just like they freely given up the information. Died. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't dig his, his brother up, did he? Oh, no. His brother... <laughs> did they ever did, check that one? His brother died of heart complications or asphyxiation. Oh, we're just going to say that. And we're just going to say that these are female nipples. His, his skin would have been These a little... people need to do a better job. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway... You know, for, for him to... I mean, I, I would be curious to know if these were like recently deceased people. Yes. Uh, yes. They they all were recently okay. deceased. So he was. So this this went on for a long period of time. Yeah, then. I think it was uh, for five years. It went on for wow. five years. Yep. It, it says right here. It says when question Gain told investigators that between 1947 and 1952, he made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards to exhume recently buried bodies while he was in a daze-like state. On about 30 of those visits, he said he came out of the days while in the cemetery, left the grave in good order, and returned home empty-handed. 
On the other occasions, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women he thought resembled his mother and took the bodies home, where he tanned their skins to make his paraphernalia. Gain admitted to Did he do anything with the bodies? Um, so, okay. I'm saying yes. He says no. He did. I mean, they didn't there's have no DNA way. testing back then, there, so it's not like there's no way clue. he didn't no. fuck these. This dead dude, this bodies. dude, he is so messed up in the head. You uh, know, he was like, are they already saying he was in love with his mom? Like, yeah, in love with in his mom. Love, yeah, dude, he is so raping these bodies. Yeah, I, I mean, but he says he didn't. So whatever, let's believe the serial killer or the not serial killer killer who who makes furniture out of skin yeah i mean yeah he seems like a totally totally trustworthy guy mm-hmm. it says gain admitted to stealing from nine graves from local cemeteries and led investigators to their location hmm. alan at least he fessed up alan w last name willem willemofsky 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 yeah. good job um of the state crime laboratory participated in opening three test graves identified by game that's where it talks about it says the caskets were inside wooden boxes. The tops of the boxes were about two feet below the surface in sandy soil. Hmm. Gain had robbed the graves soon after the funerals while the graves were not completed. The test graves were exhumed because authorities were uncertain as to whether the slight gain was capable of single-handedly digging up a grave during a single evening. I mean, if they weren't completely filled in, though, no, 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 I think it, I think it was. I think it just, I think what they're getting at, my guess is, what they're getting at is, it hasn't been covered by grass seed, right? Well, yeah. Um, it's a loose, no, loose, loose dirt. Right, yeah. It's absolutely because they just filled it in. You, you would think, though, maybe it's due to the you know it being loose dirt and, and not grass that, that at least the uh, the groundskeepers would notice something. Yeah, they up. wouldn't notice it. But, I mean, if he's doing yeah. it in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't see how they would notice it. I mean, I, brand new grave, yep. who would know? Uh, so when they, when they dug these uh, graves up, right, they found them just as Gain had described. One casket was empty, one casket gain had failed to open when he lost his pry bar, and most of the body was gone from a third grave, yet gain had returned rings and some body parts. Thus, gain's confession was largely corroborated. Wait, wait, wait. He was returning body parts? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he does, I mean, there's some things you may not, you don't want some intestines laying around your house, right? What are you going to do with that? Well, so was he taking them out in pieces? No, I don't think so. I think he took the whole body. Left the grave open, then came back later that night That's and dumped the, it back I, in and I, filled I, it in? I that seems like a lot of time lot. to pass. He's probably, well, he's like Dexter, man. He's got this down. <laughs> he goes really quickly. Yeah. He's, I can't believe, I mean. Which, maybe, I, that, maybe that's true. Maybe he didn't have time to have sex with these bodies. If he's got to cut them all up uh, and everything, too. I, I don't know. I think he's fucking them. I mean. He is. He's doing it. And then he's ripping off body parts really quick, taking back what he doesn't think he needs, puts it back in the grave, covers it up, goes back home, and then takes care of tanning the skin and everything. He could be a two-pump Eddie and he'd be done. Yeah, could be. We'll just call him. Let's call him Kyle. Kyle Gain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, So, soon after his mother's death, Gain began to create the woman's suit so that he could become his mother to literally crawl into her skin. And it says, Gain denied having sex with the bodies he exhumed, explaining they smelled too bad. Oh, is that what stopped you, Ed Gain? The smell. The smell, that's what the it is. The smell stopped you from having sex with them. Otherwise, you would have. I, I'm surprised that he was doing this with other women's skin and he didn't just do this to his own mom's skin i think probably my guess is he didn't really turn into that much of a freak until Til after way she later died, on. right yeah so i think it was still the same you know probably he within the same there. year but yeah you can't just jump into right away having sex with your dead mom or taking her skin i think yeah taking her what skin was pl- he's like was he trying to become his mom then? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I think he's probably... My guess is he's got multiple personalities going on here, right? And I think that's why when they talk about him uh, what's the, waking what's the up other... in, the, in the graveyard in a day's light, 
What's Stay the What's the other movie? Uh, Psycho, the old old Psycho movie. Nope, never watched it. Are you serious? Nope. Uh, what's wrong with you? Anyway, so the whole point of the movie is like this guy um, owns this hotel and he's like stalking, ends up stalking this woman. But like he keeps talking about his mom, and it turns out like he's actually got split personalities and he's crazy. But like he like dresses up like his mom too, and he's killed. His, he murdered his mom like years ago, and now he like thinks he's his mom too. Oh yeah, on top yeah, of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like part of the movie. Um, at the end, it's like they walk in there and he's like wearing his mom's wig. Um, but yeah, so also yeah, very so, similar. Yeah, same thing. Uh, why, why do so many of these mur- like especially the guys? They always have like mommy, mommy issues. issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, man, I don't know. Like their moms were abusive or hated them or just but this mom loved him. Yeah, maybe a little too much. A little bit. Uh, it says during state crime laboratory interrogation, Gain also admitted to the shooting death of Mary Hogan, a tavern owner missing since 1954, whose head was found in his house. Yeah, that's a hard one to deny at yeah. that point. But he later denied memory of details of her death. So he did it, but now he's like, oh, maybe I didn't. He did it. Says a 16-year-old youth whose parents were friends of Gain, which means that Gain ended up getting friends later in life. But it says a 16-year-old youth uh, whose parents were friends of Gain and who attended ball games and movies with him reported that Gain kept shrunken heads in his house, which Gain had described as relics from the Philippines sent by a cousin who had served on the islands during World War II. Upon investigation by police, these were determined to be human facial skins carefully peeled from the corpses and used by Gain as masks. Hmm. So he's using masks from multiple people. So Maybe for multiple personalities. So if any of you out there are around somebody's house and you see shrunken skulls, yes. don't, don't, don't believe them. Yeah, don't believe them. Just call the bullshit. Just, yeah, just call the cops. Yeah. Says Gain was also considered a suspect in several other unsolved cases in Wisconsin, including the 1953 disappearance of Evelyn Hartley, a lacrosse babysitter. During questioning, a county sheriff, Art Schley, reportedly assaulted Gain by banging his head and face into a brick wall. That's my kind of guy right there. Hmm. I mean, not, not really. I, I like that, the idea. That, that wouldn't fly these days. I, I like the idea because we know, um, you know, we know the end result of this. We know that it's, Gain actually did this. So I like the idea of the sheriff, like, beating the shit out of him. It's literally like Batman interrogating the Joker. Yes. Just. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> but, but, um, otherwise, I'm not a fan. You know, like, I, I don't. I don't buy into this, you know, vigilante type style of justice, right? So I want the whole thing. I want you to have your day in court, you know. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, at this at this stage, was this, this after is, he admitted everything? Yeah, I think this is. It's just during the questioning, so it's got to be the probably the same day. Well, because you, you got to be careful with well, it. I mean, even with this, because it was like had the assault occurred prior to any of his admission. Like these days, especially, like he could claim that he was well, beaten it, into it, saying it, these things. It didn't matter. I mean, wh- whichever way it went, it still says that. It says, as a result, Kane's initial confession was ruled inadmissible. Oh, there you go. All right. Then Schley died of a heart failure at age 43 in 1968 before Gaines' trial. Many who knew Schley said he was traumatized by the horror of Gaines' crimes, and this, along with the fear of having to testify, especially about assaulting Gaines, caused his death. One of his friends said he was a victim of Ed Gain as surely as if he had butchered him. So, on November 21st, 1957, Gain was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder where he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. Anybody can clear it, he can. Gain was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent, thus unfit for trial. He was sent to Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, a maximum security facility, and later transferred to Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. In 1968, doctors determined Gain was mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense, and the trial began on November 7th, 1968, and lasted one week. 
A psychiatrist testified that Gain had told him that he did not know whether the killing of Bernice Warden was intentional or accidental. Says Gain had told him that while he examined a gun in Warden's store, the gun went off, killing Warden. Yeah, okay. Gain testified that after trying to load a bullet into the rifle, it discharged. He said he had not aimed the rifle at Warden and did not remember anything else that happened that morning. I feel like at this point he was just trying to make sure he didn't get the death sentence. I, I don't know. I mean... Or, or maybe was, it's a multiple personality thing. But, okay. He's going you, back you, to the you store You can't say that. You can't say that. And then end up hanging her upside down, tied off, skinning her. Well, if you accidentally after. kill somebody, that's what you do. <laughs> Might as well not waste the body, right? I, I mean, don't have to dig this yes, one up today. Yes. Why waste it? He didn't waste human skulls. I mean, yeah. He's not going to waste his body that he it's accidentally killed. I mean, he, well, why didn't he just well, skin the whole thing and just, he had one whole suit sitting there for him. What do you mean? Well, he was trying to make a, a mom suit, basically. Yeah. Well, he didn't have time to skin her. She, this was just, it was later that day. He killed her, and then, you know, a few so hours later, he uh, didn't have time to skin her. Because they, they, they caught him right after this, right? right? Yeah. yeah, same day. Mm. Sloppy. So, says at the request, <laughs> sloppy, at the... <laughs> At the request of the defense, Gaines' trial was held without a jury. Gaines was found guilty on November 14th. A second trial dealt with Gaines' sanity. After testimony by doctors for the prosecution and defense, the judge ruled Gaines not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered him committed to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Which I just don't understand. I don't understand. So, he's guilty the first time. And then immediately afterwards, he's determined to be insane. And I mean, he was found that he was. Well, you can still you can still be labeled guilty, but they'll, well, they'll yeah, let you but plead it says, the insanity. It, says, it said in he at first it said he was mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in a defense. So then they they found that he was sane enough to go to trial, and now they're saying that he's insane. They, or is it just saying enough to stand trial, but then saying that while he was doing this, he was insane? So I mean, they not. could have got an appeal, you know, after the initial trial, and then said that they need they needed him to be evaluated, and then use the evaluation to get the, you know, the case overturned. Uh, it, it's yeah, hard it's telling. Just, yeah, it's just, You'd have to look, we'd have to pull the actual case files or review it's just the legal weird. documents. I, to me, it's just weird. He's found guilty at one point, and then right after that, he was found. Insane. So, anyway, it says he spent the rest of his life in the mental hospital. And it says the judge wrote, due to prohibitive costs, Gain was tried for only one murder, that of Mrs. Warden. He also admitted... Only one? Yeah, because, well, he only killed the two people, right? Yeah, but why wouldn't he have been charged with the second That's what I'm saying. He's insane after that. He was was just guilty of killing Warden, but... That's he was insane. For that's hope. stupid. You should, it's like it's I it's know. all or all or nothing. Like at that point, uh, not mention the fact that he. I mean, I would assume you get some type of charge for grave robbing, right? It's got to be something. Like I wonder how that how that pulls up on your record. But I, eh, I don't trespassing, know. Trespassing, um, maybe to add to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it matters at that point. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't getting legit jail time. He was just getting middle. It should time. be a crime on top of the crime to make a body suit. I'm yeah. saying, like, even if killing somebody and skinning them was not a crime, making a bodysuit and wearing it, that should be a crime. I mean... A crime in itself. Absolutely. I wonder how they would label that. Fucking weirdos? Possession of paraphernalia. Can you... Can you <laughs> fucking weirdos probably I don't, be right. I don't... I don't know. I don't like it. I think the guy's too much of a freak. Yeah. Uh, so it says afterwards, it says Gaines House and 195-acre property, wow. which he started with 155, but I don't know if he just must have assumed some of his brother's property, because he said he sold 80 acres of let's it, just, so maybe... This, this, this is the real estate uh, side of me kicking in here. I'll just note that uh, he sold, uh, sorry, his 105-acre property was appraised at $4,700. 195-acre property, wasn't it? Or was it 105? No, 195, yes. Okay. 195 yeah. acres was appraised at $4,700. $5,000. Hey, this is a long time ago. T- that, that's, there's appreciation for you right there. <laughs> People want to talk about real estate costs now? Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It says that's equivalent to $44,000 as of 2021. That's even worse. Yeah. 
That's, I mean, that's a, man, sign me up. Where'd this guy live at anyway? Well, this is the funny oh, part. Wisconsin, so, that's right. So when he sold this, this was probably heavily discounted just because of the oh. stuff that happened on the property, right? But Well, he didn't sell it, but yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he didn't. But um, still, though, like bulldoze the house and you've got 200 acres, like right. for five Absolutely. grand. Absolutely. I'm bulldozing I don't care that what went on right that away. place. I'd buy that place. I mean, land I'm, is I'm land. I'm not even bulldoze it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You know, clean it up, rent it yeah, out. Huh? That's right. Like, listen, listen, listen. You get five you, acres. I'm and- giving you a hundred dollars off rent a month, just so you know. There was some stuff that happened some here. Weird stuff um, happened in this house. Just stay out of the barn. I mean, nobody was murdered directly there. In that barn, they were. So no, no. bulldoze the barn. No, I thought. Oh I no, thought no. The, no, no. the murder happened. All he mm. brought everybody back there. He well, killed I don't her know. At- it doesn't say anything about Mary Hogan, though. She might have actually. He might have brought her back and killed her there. I feel like he's killing them other places and then bringing them back. Well, right? the, but he did with Warden, but Mary Hogan it never says. That's true. Mm. So, but who cares? People aren't going to know that when you're renting their house. You know how many houses home. people have died in as it is. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, skinned and murdered and turned into chairs, but you know, yeah, stuff. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> Says, um, do, do, wait, do, the, do, do, the, do the chairs go with the house? No, they do. Oh, 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 that's weird because right after that it says his possessions were mm. scheduled to be auctioned on March 30th, 1958. Oh my God, that show up in a slideshow somewhere for sure. Uh, what if they, what if they accidentally got a chair in there that had skin on it? And they didn't realize it. I would assume most of it would have been confiscated for. Yeah, if they realized it was human skin, what if they thought it was just regular? chair i think i would just throw the rest of it out at that point like but they're auctioning it off and i i mean this guy couldn't have had, i've seen so the like he could have like of, weaved human hair into like the curtains you i would keep anything at that point yeah uh but it says his possessions were to be auctioned off on march 30th uh amidst rumors that the house and the land it stood on might become a tourist attraction oh it definitely would have been. early on the morning of march 20th the house was destroyed by fire and this is where they think it's Deputy Fire Marshal Frank Warden, but... Hold on. If it is, okay, and this is the reason I brought this up before, yes. okay? This man murdered Frank's uh, mom. mom, okay? And then suddenly there's an accidental fire. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it would... It would make to reason that the man burned the house down intentionally could, and i i wouldn't blame could, him could have I mean, been given that. the situation could have been that could have been any of the people whose graves this guy yeah i mean you, they pulled up your daughter's I mean, can, grave yeah. or something yeah the anger you would have yeah. for desecrating you your daughter's grave yeah, and you I, I would go insane yeah like, i wouldn't want that somebody to turn that into some sort of little sideshow no you know no and then you've got you know not only you know the items but like you said it would, it would really be like a tourist attraction yep. like who would yep. want who would want that related to their kid Right. Yep. So at any rate, the house destroyed. Um, they had, you know, crews there that were cleaning up garbage and everything. They had a fire set, but it was 75 feet away from the house. And upon investigating it, they, you know, they didn't see any trail of fire leading from that spot that they had set over to the house. So they're just saying that, it, you know, they're suspecting it's arson. Well, right? yeah, it was definitely arson. Um, but the cause of the fire was never officially determined. Well, yeah, because Frank was the fire marshal. Yeah, or I don't think Frank's the fire. I don't think Frank's the fire. We, I would like to find that out for sure, or if that is just. So you a, have a whole episode on Frank Warden. Maybe. Maybe we could just, I'll tell you what, folks. We'll just, we'll, we'll just put a little amendment here, folks. on, on uh, folks, 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 folks. Uh, we'll put a little amendment at the bottom on this one to see if we can find out. It's like a little. No, I, I want. I want to know. I'm doing nothing more with Frank Warden. Frank Warden is dead to me. You let me down. I'm just going <laughs> to slip this in on the next episode anyway. So, just a little comment about Frank right as we start. When they told uh, Gain about his house being destroyed and everything, he shrugged and said, just as well. You know, that's his response. What do you, what do you picture? Because for me, I, you know, it's Eeyore. Just as well. I'm really glad I have that uh, on video now. We're going to replay that. Just That's going well. to TikTok. <laughs> anyway, uh, he didn't give a shit. Well, it's he's never getting out. Yeah, What's it matter? He doesn't care. He'd be better off to sell the land and pay for whatever he can. Well, he can't sell anything. He's not selling anything. He's it's in, still his property. I don't think so. Nope. No way. 
They've taken it. They've taken I it from him. If he had no family, I, well, he's yeah, not dead. I mean, they're selling it. They're going to sell the, it. He's going to be able to use it for commissary in jail mm, or wherever the hell he's at to pay he's for He's in the mental institution. They're, they're, giving him, for stuff? they're giving him everything he wants anyway. It's a good Giving point. him a bunch of drugs. You know? <laughs> Take these pills, dude. I mean, these, these days, it's like you're, you're, you're on death row in, in jail. They'll give you a heart transplant to keep you alive just long enough to give you... Yeah, so that they can kill you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense Jesus. to me. Uh, it says his 1949 Ford sedan, which he used to haul the bodies of his victims, was sold at a public auction for $760, which was the equivalent of $7,100 in 2021. And it was sold to Carnival sideshow operator Bunny Gibbons. I don't... Okay, it, that it, would make sense, because like, who the hell's going to buy that car? Yeah. I, I would be less likely to buy the car than I would the house and land. Yeah, well... I'm not buying the car either. That's a, Fuck that car, but the, I want that 195 acres. This is this is like similar to the, uh, I mean, not quite the same level of crazy, but uh, the dude who sold OJ's Bronco. Oh, I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah, this guy. Well, he's kind of he kind of shafted himself. Um, I, I need to read up on the de- the final details of it, but he was trying to sell it for a million dollars. Okay. And I remember him showing up on um, Pawn Stars. The like the one out in Vegas, like where they, right. like, yeah. they tried to sell the Bronco to the Pawn Stars guy, and he offered him like he was like trying to determine like how much it was worth, and of course he was trying to lowball him, and he was like, no, "I won't take anything less than a million dollars." They never made a deal. I think it was just for TV ratings. The guy ended up like putting this thing up to auction, never got what he wanted, and I think he ended up donating it to some museum. Um, now I don't know if he took a fee to donate it, but like. That's where it ended up. Is it's sitting in some museum somewhere? I'd have to look up. To oh, that's great. That's that's real. So good. maybe it could be sitting next to Ed, Ed Gaines' car. Yeah, could be. That guy charged people twenty five cents to see it. I mean, so kind of like the museum, right? Yeah. What do you get charged to get into a museum? Ten bucks, something Probably. like that. Yeah, something. Some of them. I just don't. I don't see myself going to. I don't know what kind of museum would house OJ's Bronco. Yeah, I mean, fuck? sports memorabilia, maybe. I mean, <laughs> what, what? how else are you going to classify that? I don't know. Just, that's fucking weird. I, I mean, it's, uh, he didn't murder anybody in the vehicle, I mean, that we know he of. He didn't murder anybody anyway. He was acquitted, Justin. Okay. He was acquitted. <sighs> the glove didn't fit, Kyle. Good old, yeah. <laughs> Goes to show you right there, folks. Get you a good lawyer. Folks. <laughs> folks. <laughs> Folks, I'm not saying folks. There's (laughs) folks. Anyway, uh, Gain died at Mendota Mental Health Institute due to respiratory failure, secondary to lung cancer, on July 26, 1984, at the age of 77. So was he asphyxiated too? Yeah, that's right. Over the years, souvenir keepers, souvenir seekers, chipped pieces from his gravestone at Plainfield Cemetery until the stone itself was stolen in 2000. And you guys are creepy too. Yeah, yeah, no shit. What do you do going on stealing pieces? Dude, people do it to e- everywhere. Like it's um, so weird. I visited a cemetery where Abraham Lincoln's uh, father was buried at, and they had done the same thing with his, you know, headstone too. So they That's chipped so away, and chipped away, and chipped away pieces of it. You know, and I mean, it, if it's like somebody famous, like, I would almost understand that more. I, I mean, it's still wrong. Like you're stealing someone's headstone. Like right. that's so. Yeah. So disrespectful. But to do it to a serial killer like you're not a serial killer. Oh, you're right. Do it to a plain old murderer, uh, who's skinned people. Um that's just yeah, unusual. I, I think um I think the thing is is a lot of people are fucking weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird people out there. I, I don't get it. If you were able to get a piece of the moon, you know, like a little moon rock? I'm cool with that. Hold on. While we're on the moon topic. Um, oh, no. How's your uh, plot of land on the moon, Justin? <laughs> Would you like to go into detail about your plot of land? Hey. Hold, hold on. Don't on, judge me. No. Don't judge me. One day you're going to thank me when you've got place to stay. And I will. We'll, we'll set up a duplex. But uh, I'd like you to maybe elaborate no. a little nope. bit on the big cheese. The biggest cheese. The biggest cheese, yeah. Not happening. For, for, for those of you listening, um, Justin, at one point in time when we were younger, um, came upon a website. Was it a website that was doing this? Any, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was this website dedicated to selling plots on the moon yeah, that you could acre. buy. How much was it? Twenty. It was $34. $34. 
Thirty-four dollars for an acre, and this guy's over here going, "Oh, 195 acres for that price? Oh, that's a deal." But getting but, uh, getting an but acre thirty-five for, for a moon acre. That's amazing. Now, now, just the moon's a lot smaller. You, you were than so Earth. excited about Same. this until the until the plat came with your it had his like little plot section and a little picture of the moon, and on the very that's bottom, true. it said the president of the company's name was the the biggest cheese. The biggest cheese, because you know. The moon is made of cheese. It was it was hilarious. Anyway, but this is this is one of the reasons why I love Justin because he will do anything, which is why we're doing a podcast. So, anyway, continue with Ed, Ed Gain. So the rest of his stone, uh, the entirety of it, uh, you know, it was stolen in two thousand. It was recovered in June two thousand one near Seattle, Washington, and was placed in storage at the county sheriff's department. Gravesite itself is now unmarked, but it's not unknown. Gaines buried between his parents and his brothers in the cemetery. So, that's the story of Ed Gain. Remember, you can visit our website at wikibros.com to get links to more information regarding this topic. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And follow us on your favorite social media outlets like TikTok and Instagram. Leave us a rating. Tell a friend. Remember, Wikipedia runs on donations, so would you consider giving a couple bucks? Join us next time where we're going to dive into the 11-day siege at Ruby Ridge. For Wikibros, I'm Justin. This is Kyle. And we'll see you soon.